0: The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand, the Cold Lappin. Today I'm speaking to the hilarious and overall fabulous Amanda Hirsch, who runs the pop culture-focused Instagram account Not Skinny But Not Fat and hosts a podcast of the same name. There are two topics I want to talk to Amanda about. First, monetizing your passion. In 2022, there are so many ways to make money doing what you love, and Amanda has absolutely mastered that. So that's one. The second topic I want to cover with Amanda was another area of her expertise, the Kardashians. The Kardashians are a powerful, powerful group of women, to say the least. Most recently, the Kardashians are getting credit for Instagram's announcement to roll back certain features that they had planned on implementing on the platform after the Kardashian-Jenner's, for lack of a better word, complained. They have huge influence, but is it justified let's find out amanda welcome to money rehab oh my god thank you nicole nice to meet you nice to meet you i want to start by getting some background on you and there's actually a profile that i love 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 it starts like this amanda hirsch is not entirely sure how to introduce herself to you she thinks it's annoying to call herself an influencer hates being called a content creator and doesn't think saying she works in media is quite right either end quote So, my dear, how do we introduce you?
1: Um, Yeah, I know. Now I'm I'm such a like self-deprecating, annoying bitch that now when you read, like I felt that way and I feel that way. But now I think like if I thought calling myself those things was annoying, now I think saying that I hate calling myself those things sounds annoying. Do you know what I mean? It's like a game of annoying whack-a-mole. So let's say we just met at a party. Like, how would you introduce yourself? I know. You know what I would? doing a call, I'd be like, um, I like have an Instagram, like with some followers, like I'll say something really weird. And I'm like, why can't you just own it? Like own what you do. And, you know, it's, it, it started as a joke and, you know, I even got into this thing with my followers where I was like, what do I call myself? And then I, I kind of hit myself over the head with it because I'm like, no, let's be like strong women and, you know, say the thing and say like, I'm an entrepreneur or say I have a business or say whatever you do. And then I was like, is it a woman thing where we're, you know, saying big titles or something makes us feel weird. Like I, I really got into it, Nicole, because I overthink everything. I think part of the reason why I find it so hard to describe what I do is because yes, now it's a job, but it started as a love and just a hobby and something I've been obsessed with my whole life. So to name it something else, than, you know, I'm just being who I am or I'm sharing what I love or all those things makes it sound so crazy. But then I'm like, no, but it, it did get pretty crazy. So that's why it's, it's hard for me. And, and the word influencer, I think, you know, a lot of people can influence. I just actually interviewed, I didn't, um, say who it's going to be yet. Uh, but I interviewed somebody, who, a, a singer, pop star. And he said that he's even being called an influencer today. And I was like, you're not an influencer. Like you're a fucking like pop star. But I think that word has become just used in many ways because it's kind of dictionary. Like, oh, do you influence people to Buy your music. I don't know. You can use it interchangeably. But um yeah, what was the question? <laughs> Do you find influencer cringy? Because your girl yeah. Kim K on SNL, I, I feel like she owned it and kind of made it, you know, more elevated. She did. And I think, you know, because I'm such a loser and pop culture is my life, a lot of times when I Stop think about-, about my new friend like that. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> A lot of times when I think about things, I'll think about them in that, through that scope of celebrities or pop culture. So right. Kim but I feel like she'll, she wears so many hats, so she'll call. She doesn't mind probably if it says like entrepreneur or CEO or founder of skin, it's like whatever the title of the day is. And that's why I think like it's so hard to call yourself one thing um but yeah she elevated influencer and i don't think being an influencer is you know degrading or anything bad i just the fact that now sometimes i influence doesn't mean that that's what i feel like i do do you get what i mean i think that's at the end of the day like i'm not you know, a, a, a fashion blogger, or a, I don't know. I don't know, Nicole. I don't know. It's We're okay. We're all figuring it. it out.
0: But for those who don't know, can you explain what you just called your love story, uh, your origin story of your work as not skinny, but not fat?
1: Well, funny enough, it started actually as um, uh, I just started an Instagram account in 2016. This is when like meme accounts were really big. And I was going through like a stage of my life where I was like really anxious and just not feeling my best. And I remember those like Instagram meme accounts like made me lol. It was like those relatable one-liners. And I remember going to sleep one night and you know how <clears throat> your best ideas come like in your bed before you fall asleep, but you usually don't execute them. It's like, don't remember them or don't remember you're like tomorrow for sure signing up for the gym. And then you never do story of my life. I used to like every piece of like celeb news that I saw or like, you know, new picture that, you know, somebody posted, I would forward it to my sister, like do that little arrow and be like, Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And then I remember one day I was like, I'll, instead of airing it over to my sister, let me just post it and see if like my followers care about it. And, um, and they really did. And it became kind of just this place to kind of like talk about what's going on with celebrities and pop culture um, the way you would with your friend, like the way you would call your friend and be like, oh my God, did you see, you know, so-and-so commented and, and um, you know, I'm not TMZ and I'm not a paparazzi hiding in the bushes. I think that I'm just I think it just shows on my face how much I fucking stupidly care about this shit and uh, live for it. And I think that so many people do. And sometimes I find out that people do more than me, like literally are, you know, people get really crazy with it. I'm like, I thought I was obsessed, but there are a lot of us out there. And I think that being really into pop culture and in this entertainment world used to be you know, if that's something I used to be embarrassed about the way it's hard for me to describe what I do today, I'm not. So I've moved past that. So I feel like when I was younger, it'd be like, really shameful to be like, hand over the star magazine, you know, it'd be like, why aren't you reading a book or, you know, attending a protest. And I feel like today it's It's so cool. Like, I feel like everybody loves celeb news. Celebs love celeb news. You know, people really like talking about pop culture. It's like, it's like what you do on a smoke break if people still smoked, you know? So So you're owning the obsession. Yeah. So many are. So how do you turn the obsession into monetization? Well, the thing is, and this is what I say, and I could be wrong because the way it happened for me was, you know... Organic, right? Because it was, I just opened it, turned it into this. And then I was working two jobs. Um, and I wasn't like, ugh, just random shit. I was an office manager and I was um, freelance uh, working for a recruiting company. And it's wild because I went to school, have a great resume, always interned, but for some reason, my professional life was always really stagnant and always so weird. Because I feel like I've I never really like found myself in that space. But um, but I would do this on the side and just be like, it's a hobby, and that's fine. And like, it's you know, it's not getting me anything money wise or really great opportunities. But I remember just always saying. Something good will come of it, whether it's somebody cool seeing one of my posts, or whether it's you know a a cool opportunity that could come in five years. I just always believed in it and kept going with the same determination and and motivation every day. And literally, Nicole, I remember when I started making money because it was when my son was born, and that was um, 2020. So it was literally four years after I started. So now I'm at, I think six years. So think about it. It was four years of just like a, a fun hobby, but like a fun hobby that I invested my life into that was my baby because what I was doing for work, work, I didn't care about. Right. So like would be at work and would be like recapping Vanderpump rules. I'm sure the employer loved, 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 that. loved um but i didn't care it's like fine catch me fire me like i don't care about this job i'll get another job that like pays me but like i never for some reason and that was an issue with me then i remember never understanding why people care about their job
0: hold on to your wallets boys and girls money rehab will be right back do you ever get fomo fear of missing out well do you ever get fomo tupita fear of missing out on the perfect hire Money rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. Now for some more money rehab. So let's talk about pop culture. (laughs) Because you're a pop culture expert, I want to get your insights on all things Kardashian. So I did a piece on how the Kardashians are recession-proof and talking about their business always produces like this big rift, right? It really came through uh, when Kim said... People have to get off their ass and work, or whatever that comment was. So, some people say the Kardashians get too much credit for their business endeavors, and others say they deserve the empire because they actually did build it. So, I would love to get your take on this age old question about the Kardashians. Are they famous for just being famous, or are they actually very
1: savvy businesswomen? Well, I think Kim is like a motherfucking businesswoman. I think she's amazing. I think there are not a lot of people who take their work and the work is also like who she is, you know, um, and what she looks like and all those things. She takes it so seriously, you guys, that it's like wild. Like you would never, like that's why I hate, you know, like I'll post like, um, you know, J Lo is so hot and I'll get a million DMs being like, but she has, you know, personal trainer and like, you know, and uh, chef and of this and of that. And I'm like, yeah, like we could make those excuses, but I know that I've had a gym in my building before and I didn't go to the gym, you know? So, like, no, I could have a private chef and be like, make me a cake, you know? Like, I don't believe in those, they're hot because yes, does it make a lot of things easier for sure? But um, but I think that they could have been famous for being famous and not created these crazy companies. Kim is like, think about like the little things she does. That y- if you were in the same position, you probably wouldn't do. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying the people. Like every aspect I feel like of her work is so important to her from, you know, every photo shoot to every product to every, you know, the way her grid looks. And I mean, she cares about every detail so much that I just feel like she's an entirely different beast. So I think that she is an amazing businesswoman. And I think that Kris Jenner is too, obviously, um, with like Kylie, I feel like it's a big debate, you know, like to be honest, when she got like the, uh, you know, the billionaire fucking status with Forbes that, you know, that's a moment where you're like, really, really? Um, because let's feel like with the Jenners, they were kind of born into something that was already kind of created. Um, But you can't take that away from them either. What are you going to blame them for who their family is? I don't know. I wish I came out of a rich vagina
0: (laughs) all the time. (laughs) I'm not out of it. Yeah. I'm curious, like, how did they get there, though, from a non-expert position? It seems like they weren't super selective with a lot of the brands that they did partnerships with at first. And I'm sure you remember, right? Fire Festival, Charmin, Toilet Paper, uh, Skechers, Shape Ups, a Kardashian collection with the K at Sears. So it seems like they said yes to basically everything. I'm also not mad at them for that at first, but do you think that helped them or hurt them or what?
1: I think that that was so long ago that people don't even remember it. And still today they do random shit, right? They'll do like giveaways that are like really sketchy. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the like photo shoots with a bunch of Louis Vuitton bags. And I was like, what? But it probably pays them like a million dollars because every contestant, sorry, every person. Okay. So those giveaways, have you seen, do you know what the ones I'm talking about? Yeah. The loop giveaways. Right. So every person that wants to get followers pays like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars 20000 to be in this game. So it's like a wild amount of money for them that I'm sure is like hard to say no. Right. It's like, you just have to pose this post. You're going to get a million dollars. So I can't hate them for that either. Although sometimes I'm like, listen, when I get brand deals sent to me, I'm so selective and I always ask to try the product first, and if I don't like it, then I won't do it um, and it definitely feels like it has to be like on brand and maybe I'm stupid right while well, saying no to money sometimes um but but sometimes when you know you see the things like Kylie has a lip kit coming out tomorrow and she'll do like a boxy charm ad today that's like also has lipsticks in it, and I'm like, really like the decisions sometimes are, but I feel like. They can kind of do whatever they want at this point. Um, And listen, Kim's brand is good. Like Skims is good. People like it. Have you tried it? Skims? Yeah. I like exclusively wear her underwear um, and she has lots of good stuff. And I actually just tried to the Kylie lip kit that has been all the rage for many years. And I'm like, I hate myself that I like, like it so much. Um, and good American is really good. Like I have their jeans, and this is not, you know, I've not done a paid partnership with any one of these. Um, so they do good stuff, you know, at the end of the day, you can't market your way out of a bad product. Even if you're
0: at the Kardashians, do you think they're a monopoly? Like, in other words, is their social media so much of an advantage that, small beauty brands like can't compete with Kylie and her, you know, whatever, 350 million followers?
1: No, I don't. Because I think like in today's world, like it's sometimes not even about the amount of followers you have, you know, I'm not, I don't really look at people's like engagement or know how to calculate that, but I don't think that that means that people can't compete with it. No. I don't. Do you think if the roles were
0: reversed and Rob Kardashian had the same success Kim had, do you think he'd get as much flack as she does? Cause he's a dude.
1: Oh my God. I wonder probably not. Sadly, probably not. I think there's not a day that goes by where like Kim even specifically doesn't get shit. Like, and there's not an interview that she does that people don't hate on something specific so much so that I feel like the little stuff doesn't really blow up like I'll know about it because I care about this shit uh, but I'm like literally every day there could be something or like people talking about how she's you know not okay for doing this or that and that must be like a crazy life to live. Totally. And it's so clickbaity and it's so, it makes so much money for
0: so many media companies too. Uh, what lessons do you think the Kardashians teach us about how to advance our own careers? I know you sat down with Chloe. Yeah, uh, I was actually at the Dear Media office randomly doing their show and watching them
1: cut your interview.
0: Oh, that's cool. And she's, you know, a force as well. So what what did she teach you or what did they teach you in general?
1: First of all, everyone I've talked to um professionally in this industry and also people that are friends with them like they just get the best reputation. People always say how great they are to work with, how nice they are. Um they never had like, you know, anybody being like they're divas or they're this. Like they always get the nicest um yeah. So I feel like that's really important, which I feel like maybe Chris taught them. I don't know, like just to be nice and be kind. And I think Kim even said that in my interview, she was like, be kind. You'll never regret that. Like even look how they are to like their exes that like humiliate them and treat them like shit. Some It's just like, they do so well in like being respectful, being kind, not talking shit. Like they're just so good at that. And I feel like that goes a long way. Um yeah, and I think at the end of the day, they each took their kind of strength, like Chloe saying on my podcast. And I feel like a lot of people related about denim and like size inclusivity. She was like saying, you know, how she used to go with her friends or her sisters and her size was always somewhere else and how it made her feel. And I know that so many girls can relate. Um, so she really did take her strength and, and run with it. And so did Courtney with Pooch, and Courtney even makes fun of herself, which I love because she kind of knows that Poosh is like the the black sheep of the businesses um, because it's like just a blog basically. But I feel like she owns that because she knows (laughs) I love it. For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. Before
0: you quit your day job, start working on your dream job as a side hustle. As Amanda noted, it took years before she started making money on not skinny, but not fat. So have realistic expectations. Prepare to hustle your butt off, but also know that these dreams could come with real paychecks you have the patience to invest your time before expecting any financial returns. Money Money Rehab is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Our producers are Morgan Lavoie and Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Nikki Etor and Will Pearson. Our mascots are...